It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law, featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Malk, a partner and attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys, all followers of Jesus, and we focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to MalkBaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Do you want to stay educated on the critical issues affecting our nation? Today, we'll be speaking with Matt Carpenter, the Deputy Director of State and Local Affairs at the Family Research Council, where he works with state policymakers on legislation regarding life, marriage, family structure, religious liberty. The Family Research Council provides policy research, analysis for federal government and state government, and seeks to inform the media, academic community, and business leaders, and us, people of God about the issues that affect the nation from a biblical worldview. Before Matt begins, I want to start us with prayer because we're facing a, a genocide of little babies uh, throughout Illinois, and it's getting worse, and the laws are getting worse, and our legislators are getting worse, and Lord Jesus, we just call out to you. We need your help, we need your spirit, we need your love, we need your spiritual warfare instructions, your empowerment. Lord, oh, help us, help us to save these little ones, to protect them, and to bring the light to all those who would bring death. In your name, amen. Well, Matt, welcome to our show. I am glad to introduce you that way, but it's probably a little unusual uh, tell us what's happening in Illinois. Hey, John, thanks for having me on. Um, so it, it seems like since the 2018 election with Governor Pritzker coming in to fill the place of outgoing Governor Bruce Rauner, um, the the liberal left, the pro-abortion left, they've really put their foot on the gas pedal in terms of trying to get some extreme legislation in place to expand access to abortion. And so uh, I know you're not, um, this is news to you, and, and I'm sure your listeners are aware that um, the Illinois legislature and Governor Pritzker um, just enacted recently Senate Bill 25, also known as the Reproductive Health Act. Um, this is an extreme piece of legislation that expands access to abortion and really touches on a lot of other areas that, that kind of uh, make it easier to gain access to abortion in the state. and even goes so far as to repeal um, some existing provisions related to abortion, like your state, like Illinois' ban on partial birth abortions, um, it also repeals. Um, that's, that's now been protection. repealed. So partial birth abortion under Illinois law is legal. Correct. And they also, unfortunately, repealed um, legal protections for infants who survive abortion. So that's you had in Illinois protections um, for babies who survived an abortion, and now those are gone. Um, this bill also in, uh, includes a requirement that every health care plan in the state provide coverage for elective abortions through um, insurance plans. So those are some of the, some of the so, worst so elements even, of this so bill. So even a church 
or a Christian institution, a Christian school, or a business um, that's run by believers who say, we don't want to facilitate abortion, we don't want to pay for abortion, uh, is required to have insurance, and that insurance must provide for abortion coverage. Is that correct? That's correct. As long as that plan covers prenatal care, they also have to cover care for, I, should, I can't say care, I guess, they also have to cover elective abortion. Um, so there is there is no religious um, exemption for uh, churches and faith-based institutions, unfortunately. And, and, and so this is an attempt, it seems, uh, by the Illinois legislature and Governor Pritzker to get around uh, cases like Hobby Lobby and I uh, I, I, I guess the one with the, with the nuns where, where they were excused from having to uh, purchase such insurance. This legislation goes against the insurance companies and say you can't operate in Illinois unless you provide uh, abortion uh, coverage. Is that, is that get it right? Correct. You got exactly right there. And you'll remember even back to, I think it was 2017, when uh, Governor Rauner signed that bill, I think it was House Bill 40, which required uh, Illinois state Medicaid program to provide coverage for elective abortion. So um, whether you're a low-income person or, or any other person in the, in the healthcare market getting uh, coverage um, through a, a, a provider of some kind, you're going to get health care coverage for your elective abortion in the state of Illinois, unfortunately. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Malk, partner of the law firm of Malk & Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear other Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit MalkBaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter at no cost. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today we're speaking with Matt Carpenter, Deputy Director of State and Local Affairs at the Family Research Council, about the actually horrific new laws that have been enacted in Illinois, uh, depriving children who are unborn of almost any hope of, of protection if, if their mother wants to terminate their lives. Uh, that, that goes pretty far, doesn't it? Even farther than most states in saying children have, unborn children have no rights whatsoever? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's written in the law there where it says um, fetuses, embryos, uh, and fertilized eggs do not have independent rights of their own. And this was something we saw out of the New York instance. Your, your listeners will remember um, back in January, I think, when Andrew Cuomo signed their abortion expansion bill, that was one of the sticking points of that bill was that they had also denied um, unborn children uh, at any stage in development independent rights. So now uh, if a pregnant woman was, for example, assaulted uh, and survived that assault, but her unborn child did not, they couldn't proceed. A prosecutor cannot proceed with criminal uh, uh, charges against uh, an assailant in that instance because the state had outright denied uh, an unborn child independent rights. And so that's kind of the situation where you have here now in Illinois where they've got in the Reproductive Health Act um, written explicitly in there that there is no independent rights for unborn children. But they go further than you were saying that a child who's born alive, the, mm -hmm. the abortion is uh, botched, uh, 
whatever the circumstance may be, and out comes a living and there was a living child before birth, but now uh, the child is separated from the mother uh, and is struggling to live. Uh, mm -hmm. That child does not have equal rights with a child who is wanted by the mother? That's correct, John. It, it's it's really unfathomable. Um, that's kind of the word I, I, that's really the only word I can come up with. Um, and, you, you know, you're, I'm sure you'll be familiar, you're familiar with uh, your neighbor to the north there in Wisconsin, Governor Tony Edward, um, Evers, just vetoed um, a bill in that state, in his state, which would uh, require um, abortionists to provide um, life-saving treatment for infants who survive abortion. Uh, and he called it blasphemy. He said this doesn't happen. Well, we know this does happen. Um, the state of Minnesota actually just released a report recently that said that there were a number of children in their state um, that survived abortion and, and did not leave the, the abortion facility alive. So we know that this happens. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have reporting for every state. And, and Illinois is one of those states, I believe, where we don't have good reporting on this. So we don't know how often this happens, but um, but this is something that does happen despite um, some of the talking points from the other side. And, and it's not only what happens, but it's a, an intrusion on conscience, and it's an attempt to use the law to say, well, it's, it's moral to allow a, a living child to die because of the abortion circumstances. It's, it's taking the evil that's uh, entrenched in Roe versus Wade and, and now trying to expand it and push it upon people and say this is this is normal uh, killing children in the womb is nothing we can we can let them die uh, once once they're born is am I exaggerating you know I, I unfortunately I don't think you are exaggerating the governor of my home state uh, the pediatric neurosurgeon I might add governor Ralph Northam I live in Virginia um, admitted openly on radio um, a few months ago several months ago after that over uh, after a, an abortion expansion bill in Virginia failed, um, when he was discussing what would happen in the instance in which a child was intended to be aborted but was actually born, and, and in his infamous, his now infamous remarks, he says a discussion will be will ensue, the child will be made comfortable, and then we'll see what happens. So um, that seems to be kind of the mentality of the pro-abortion left: is that if you're intended to be aborted. Um, and that abortion fails, then either by, you know, a willful act or criminal negligence or some other means that that uh, that, that child does not have the right to life. And one particularly nefarious uh, provision of the Reproductive Health Act in Illinois was striking down uh, conscience protections for uh, healthcare personnel and hospitals that refuse to perform abortions. So now they don't have legal means to protect themselves. Um, if they refuse to perform abortions. Well, here's our hope. Our hope is in Jesus and in the word. It says when evil comes in like a flood, I will raise up a standard, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, against it. And the Lord has weapons. Our weapons are not carnal. We want truth, but we also want focused prayer and spiritual gifts. Uh, so coming up, we're going to talk further with you, Matt, um, about how our listeners can mobilize the power of the Holy Spirit and their own consciences to 
fight for life. I'm John Malk, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, I'm David Smith, Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute, an independent nonprofit ministry dedicated to boldly bringing a biblical perspective to public policy. Here at IFI, our mission is to support traditional family values, defend biblical truths, and uphold Christian morals. We consider Malk and Baker our allies in this mission, and we are proud to support them in their legal endeavors. Malk and Baker is a law firm that upholds Christian beliefs, putting God first. If you ever find your religious liberty and rights as a person of faith under attack, you can trust the attorneys of Malk and Baker to fight for you. Malk and Baker has a team of Christian lawyers who seek to achieve justice and advance the gospel through their work. If you have a legal need or question and would like the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact Mauk and Baker at 312-726-1243 or visit their website at maukbaker.com. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Mauk, an attorney at Mauk and Baker, a Christian law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals with their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Today we're speaking with Matt Carpenter, Deputy Director of State and Local Affairs at the Family Research Council, about the horrible laws that are being passed in Illinois and enforced in Illinois, uh, depriving unborn children of virtually any right. And before the break, Matt, uh, I promised our listeners that we'd talk about the spiritual warfare aspect, not just the legislative aspect of this. Uh, tell us what's been happening at the Family Research Council in terms of spiritual warfare. Right. Well, John, we've been, um, recently we started, we actually started uh, this year and we ended um, several months ago, uh, an emphasis here at Family Research Council on prayer and fasting. And we saw the Lord move in some awesome ways just internally in our organization. But also when we gathered as, a, as an entire government affairs department, I'm, I'm a small cog in a larger government affairs department here at Family Research Council. We gathered around um, on our weekly meeting and just sought the Lord and we prayed together, um, asking for him to frustrate the plans of the pro-abortion uh, agenda. And literally that next day, um, we saw a judge reverse himself in Virginia, a federal judge reverse himself in Virginia, who had um, written an opinion which basically struck down all abortion restrictions in the state of Virginia um, earlier that week. And we prayed and sought the Lord and asked him, him to frustrate the plans of the enemy um, and change hearts and minds. And the day after we pray, this judge in Virginia overturns his own decision and says uh, that he had um, he had misstated I forget, but he had reversed himself. And we also saw that day an abortion expansion bill in Rhode Island um, was stalled out. And so that bill ultimately went on to pass. But I think that's encouraging for people uh, who are seeking the Lord in a state that might be moving one of these bills to just know that you don't have to. It's not about winning elections. It's not always about getting people in office. It's all about seeking the Lord and just tapping into the strength of the Holy Spirit. Well, part of that strength comes in gathering together. Now, can people connect with the Family Research Council through the Internet? What's, what's your address there? Absolutely. I would encourage your listeners to go to www.frc.org. Um, that's our 
that's our, our main website there where we post a lot of our daily content. We're constantly writing articles. Um, you can listen to Tony Perkins' um, daily program, Washington Watch, there as well. And we also have um, FRC Action, Family Research Council Action, which is our um, legislative arm. And so that's how um, when we send like an alert to our, um, our supporters asking them to take action to send an email or to sign a petition, it'll be through FRC Action. So if they want to get engaged um, with some effort here in Washington, D.C., or in their home state, they can check FRC Action um, well, I think, for a way I to think do edu- that. Education is huge. Truth is huge. Legislative action is huge. Uh, but uh, is there a place to hook into the prayer network uh, for the Family Research Council? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, a church ministries group um, which engages pastors. Um, to equip um, their congregations to create the cultural these cultural impact team CITs and uh, and we have a we have a link we have a page on our website that can get some get you some more information on that about how to how to move within your church community um, and educate uh, the people around you oh, okay. uh, in the body of Christ. Uh, then then this this is something that we can uh, do uh, and thank you for. Uh, providing that leadership of the Family Research Council uh, to mobilize the, the, the church, because if we get together, we can rout the enemy. As it is right now, it's sad to say, but it seems that the enemy is better organized, not just legislatively, but spiritually. Uh, the hatred uh, against the light, the desire to limit the rights of little babies to life is astonishing, but it seems to be unifying in so many states, uh, New York, Virginia, Illinois, and, and uh, any, any others that are, that are dominated by uh, pro-choice, pro-abortion forces, they have a unity. How much more can God's people mm-hmm. get a unity if we if we buckle down and try and organize our churches. Yeah. You know, John, we've not been given a spirit of fear, right? And, and so I think, yes, I think the pro-abortion side... Yes, but and a sound mind. Amen. Exactly. Exactly right. And I, I think a lot of the effort we're seeing on the pro-abortion side is out of a spirit of fear. And you'll recall when Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed the Supreme Court, immediately these states started moving to protect this absolute right to abortion and to even expand access to abortion. So... They're operating out of a spirit of fear, and I think it would be a mistake for the for the church and, and the body of Christ to do the same. So, um, definitely want to encourage your listeners to seek the Lord and just recognize that we don't struggle against um, flesh and blood and um, and rulers, but, but against authorities and, and cosmic powers and um, spiritual forces. Amen. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Malk, partner of the law firm of Malk and Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear other Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit MalkBaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today we're speaking with Matt Carpenter, Deputy Director of State and Local Affairs at the Family Research Council, about our spiritual uh, weaponry, how we can connect together uh, to fight, but, but not in a spirit of fear, uh, love, power, and a sound mind. Uh, Matt, some of your thoughts about how we can love these people who are 
sending our children to death. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that comes to mind is um, the recent departure of uh, Planned Parenthood's president. So uh, Dr. Liana Wen, who she was only in her position as, pre- as president of Planned Parenthood for about eight months, um, was unceremoniously let go. And, and I think she cited philosophical differences, and I'm not really sure what that means. But um, Abby Johnson, who is a, is a prominent pro-life activist, whose story is told in the movie Unplanned, um, posted on Facebook, and she said, we need to pray for, for Leanna Wen. I don't know the circumstances of which uh, that led to her departure, but, but she knows there's something rotten at the core of that organization, and, and it unsettled her, and she wanted out. And and so the Planned Parenthood board of directors got together and said, let's pull the plug on her and get her out of here. But I think her departure is just a good reminder that there are people in these organizations, in places of influence, who have disagreements with the way it's being run. And when they leave... And when they see what's on the inside of that organization, that's a real opportunity for the body of Christ to pray for Liana Wen to to move in a direction towards the Holy Spirit, to see with her with with eyes for maybe the first time the evil that is abortion, and just think about how great of a uh, of a witness she would be to the evil of abortion if she were to come around to the pro life perspective, um, and that's that's kind of what Abby Johnson's. Uh, or organization does, and so encouraging encouraging us to and your listeners to pray for people who they know um, in the abortion industry is just huge. Yes, and let me also encourage our listeners that it does not have to come from a national organization and be a national movement for prayer to be effective. Because our Lord Jesus hears the prayer of one person or two or three. Uh, he's there in the midst, and and you and your friends and your family can organize, uh, uh, learn who to pray for, uh, go online, go to the Family Research Council website, uh, go to the Malcolm Baker website, and, and, and think about particular people you can pray for, and then plan to do that uh, for a week or, t- or 10 days, uh, uh, do fasting, and if you join with three or four or five people or, or Facebook friends, that can be very powerful. There's not going to be big big headlines about it, but there's going to be questions raised by, by those who want to uh, pursue abortion laws and, and forward the abortion agenda. Just what's happening? And maybe some will come to know the Lord. That's, that's, that's the hope anyway. Uh, Gather together and pray. Use your church as uh, as a focal point. Uh, use the crisis pregnancy centers around the country. There's literally probably at least a thousand. Would you say, Matt, uh, of different uh, crisis pregnancy centers that people can support? Oh, there are there are a lot more than that. I'm sure. Um, I know for every Planned Parenthood clinic out there, there's about twenty other healthcare clinics that don't provide abortion. So there are plenty of options out there for people um, looking for something other than abortion. And you met, and you mentioned the movie Unplanned, which I, I hate to say I haven't seen. Uh, they, they weren't able probably to get on the North Shore of, of Chicago where we could uh, uh, see that up in the Evanston area. But uh, I'm going to try and see that, and I, I've heard such good things about it that it can encourage our spirits and then uh, refresh, we can go back to the battle. Matt, thank you for speaking with us today. Uh, People can learn more about the Family Research Council by going to what website? 
www.frc.org. Amen. So go there, uh, pray, support, fast, um, give financially. And if you have a legal need or question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, you can contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Visit our website. We've got a wonderful Religious Liberty newsletter that will keep you informed, particularly of matters here in Illinois. There's no cost, but you'll get legal updates. Uh, Just call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus, and we'll give you a free consultation on your legal problems. Thanks for listening. I'm John Malk, attorney at Malk & Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. have to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody